Hello. And welcome to Spiritual Side Note. We're here on our living room floor next to a rip roaring fire. Rip might, roaring. Might be able to hear it. The I sizzle. Fires. Fire in our fireplace. It's a good day. It is. There's so much snow outside. There's a lot, yeah. We spent um, a significant period of the evening trying to create a sledding run, track, something like yeah. that. Yeah. From the top of our neighbor's hill all the way down through our yard, down our tiny little hill. Mm-hmm. And we finally made it. Yep. But it took us about two hours, and uh, I think mommy and daddy were. I'm pushing the kids a little, <laughs> a little too far trying it wasn't to complete quite two this. hours. We were out because Hagen didn't wake up till almost four, and we were inside by five forty-five. Oh, so by the time we got ready six. and everything, okay. it was like. But yeah. I mean, Shay and I were warm because we were carrying the kids up and down oh the hill, goodness, so we thought the kids sweating, were doing yeah. fine. Now they were cold. No, Hagen lost his mind, and yep. Athelia's hands were still cold by bedtime, which is at yep. like seven. So anyway, that's what we did today. It is a beautiful winter wonderland outside. This has nothing to do with what we're talking it about tonight. It doesn't, but so. I really like talking about where we are so people can see it. Haley just morning, likes talking about herself, I think. She's wow. Just joking. Okay. <laughs> that's not been wrong before. Um, so I grew up in Kansas, and I remember a couple of winters. It's probably more than two, but I like specifically remember a couple of times where everything froze over with ice. And it was like shiny and beautiful. Mm. And I remember actually like slipping down the stairs and falling one day, like trying to go outside during like that an was ice inside. Day. That had nothing to do with the ice. <laughs> yeah, that also just happens. Um, but I just like, oh man, even the the snow had frozen over with ice. Like it was mm. gorgeous. And this morning when we got up, the trees were like that, and yeah. it was just like it was mystical. Yeah. It was so beautiful. And then by the time the sun comes up, the that ice melts off the trees, but. It's just a gorgeous place we live in. And I think you can choose a great attitude about winter and snow. And I know it can feel like it drags on, but I'm just really trying to choose the positivity of like snow and winter and engaging and being outdoors even when it's cold. So having a daughter that loves the snow and being outside helps with that for sure. Yeah. Forcing us outside. It does. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to let you all into where we are tonight, what's been happening in our day today. As you meet us in this conversation, we are going to talk about the role that authenticity plays yeah. in our lives. Yeah. Happy New Year, by the way. Oh, right. Oh, uh, yeah. We did release an episode in the yeah. new year already, but uh, we didn't release it over like two days after Christmas. And um, so honestly, it got released um, in the new year. Mm-hmm. So this is our Happy New Year. Yeah. So Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Welcome I hope the holidays were truly beneficial and growing for you guys. I know they can can be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pray if they were that you guys just have pressed into those places and sought healing there or help or counsel and allowing God to be present with you in those places. Um, but I, I really, truly hope that the majority of you, if not all of you, truly had a, a great holiday season. Soaking up rest and time with people you love. I'm sorry, I'm playing with the base of my microphone and Shay just took it away. Well, I wonder she, where Athelia gets that. <laughs> so. I was say, it was kind of like a toddler just fidgeting a little yeah. bit. So. I mean, it's adorable, but that was a loud bang. I'm so. sorry. Okay. okay, we're talking about authenticity. <laughs> yes. Did you want to start in a certain place? Um. So I... 
I think the place that I was thinking of when I was thinking about the role that authenticity plays in our lives is that um, our culture, um, I think both in and out of the church, but I'm so in the church, um, Mm -hmm. given that that's my Mm -hmm. job as a Christ and as a Christ follower. Um, But I think even outside the church, um, larger culturally, um, authenticity is just viewed as like, um, not quite the epitome, but almost like just the epitome of the human experience. Like, Oh man, that was so real. That was so authentic. Like, thanks for sharing that. Like, man, that was just really vulnerable and, um, almost like that's the end, so to speak. Like, um, but, but the role that authenticity plays as a Christ follower really is in the middle. Mm. Um, because it takes a whole lot of work to get to a place to be authentic, right? Like that, um, that takes effort, that takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of like soul searching and digging, like to get to a place, for example, like, um, and I don't know that I'm crazy authentic, but I feel like I'm relatively authentic. Um, so for me, like getting to a place where I know myself well enough, like in a moment, if something were to be said about me or about someone else and that triggers um, an insecurity that I struggle with that then can kind of spiral me mentally or emotionally to a negative place um, for me to be able to go to either you or my accountability partner or someone I trust and be like, man, this was said and this just spiraled me and I was just feeling insecure and I think my identity is just still wrapped up in my job in a certain way and da 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 whatever the case may be. Um, like that takes a lot of work to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't just leave it there, right? Like yes. the being authentic, uh, I used to say is the, the really it's the beginning, um, but I'm realizing it takes so much effort to get to a place to be authentic mm-hmm. um, because we're so full um, in our culture. We're so full of um, the concepts of performance and putting on a face and trying to become like someone else and comparing and, um, and discontentment and instant gratification, like all of these things that are just layer upon layer upon layer that we have to begin to whittle those things away to get to our authentic true selves. Um, I know for me, like in high school and in college, like I was trying so hard to figure out like even what I liked hobby wise that I kept trying, um, things that, my friends or people I looked up to things that they did. I kept trying to do those, trying to figure out who I was. Um, and some of them I thought I liked, but really I just said I liked them because I was trying to become something that I really wasn't. Um, so learning to know who you are, accept who you are, love who you are, and then be honest with yourself and with others. Like that takes a lot of work. Um, But again, it doesn't stop there. Like Mm -hmm. that's once we're able to be authentic, then that's our launching point to be able to grow Um, because you can't grow from a fake self, right? You can't grow from a facade. You're not actually there. If you're pretending to be something or someone um, that you're not, every conversation you have as that facade um, is all fake. And so you can't grow from that because that's not real. Um, So you have to get to a place to truly know yourself, how you tick, how you're wired, what you actually struggle with on a soul level, a heart level. Um, And then from that place of authenticity, have honest, vulnerable conversation that can then help you to grow, um, to move towards healing, to move towards Jesus, ultimately to move towards health, um, growth, whatever it it might be. Mm -hmm. Um, So what does that 
that's kind of why I was thinking about it because I don't want authenticity to ever be the end. It's not the end. It's, it's the middle. And so, um, just the role that that plays as the, the middle of the road or the middle of the journey for you and I, um, how has that kind of played out for you? Does that make sense? Yeah. To what I said? Okay. At least it does to me. Um, cause I, at least as you're talking, I feel like the, the end of, if the road ends at authenticity, it can often land in a place of like, well, this is me being authentic. So fully accept every part of me. Don't touch it. Exactly. Or it can go to, uh, um, and, or I guess it could be paired with this almost like a super negative place. Like authenticity doesn't always have to be negative, but typically I don't know that I've ever thought this until right now, but I feel like authenticity is usually paired with something that's more difficult because that's, those are the harder parts to share. So when you are being honest about like, this is a struggle I have, or like, this is uh, a mental thought process that I'm stuck in or, um, the, the deeper, darker places that actually need people to sit with you or you need someone to sit in with you in order for growth to happen or in order for like a true awareness of yourself or a, a love from um ultimately I believe from God but that other people can show us right that you're fully accepted or I love you for who you are that doesn't mean I I agree with everything that you do and sometimes I feel like if authenticity is the end of the road you are expecting everyone to agree with you or at least like not push back at all but because authenticity is typically paired with something difficult if that's the end of the road it can actually feel like super heavy and negative and make it really difficult for people to want to be around you because we can say and do things in the name of authenticity and vulnerability that are actually just like um can be stuck in places where we're just harping on what's hard mm-hmm. and maybe not even trying to like, yeah. I'm just being honest, this is yeah. really hard, yeah. but we also have to choose joy. And that doesn't mean that life isn't hard. And in fact, like life is supposed to be hard. Like it's not supposed to be a mountaintop experience all the time. And I think we often, and I'm saying we just in general as people, and maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel the more I'm like in conversations and the older I get, the more people I meet, experiences I'm a part of there's almost this tit for tat sort of thing we Mm. think that happens like well I've done this in my life so x y and z should happen and when it doesn't um because sometimes it does and when it doesn't we think like we've done something wrong or it's Mm. just hard and it sucks but I'm just recognizing there's this authenticity in the middle thing that can be like man this is hard but what about that like it's hard but someone can sit with me it's hard but I'm still in the word and seeking after God's heart. It's hard, but I know he's always with me. And that isn't a like shirking off of the weight. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Not like that. But like the truth is sorrow and joy can exist at the same time. Mm. The truth is the passion of Christ. You know, when he was literally like being led to slaughter for us, there was joy for the reward that was set before him even in the midst of such pain and sorrow like that exists together and we don't like that because it doesn't feel good like it we weren't meant to experience that kind of pain and sorrow um but that's what the fall brought 
about. So I think the middle of the road authenticity thing, at least to me, makes sense because it has to be an avenue through which we truly experience the rawness Mm -hmm. of ourselves and others. But if that's the end, then there is nowhere else to grow unless you allow that to be soil for growth, that out of that place you can find, well, you have to choose this, but having an open heart in it so someone Mm -hmm. can speak into that or meet you in that place or you... Mm -hmm are meeting God and letting God meet you in that authentic place saying like, this is where I am, but would you do your will in me? Like yeah. grow me in this, teach me what you want me to know. Um, so anyway, I, I feel like there was something else I was going to say with that, but. Um, what well, can I interject while you're thinking? Yes. So one thing, and this is just a point of clarification. When you said life's supposed to be hard, you didn't necessarily mean like, it's supposed to always be hard, but like it's supposed to include hardships. Yeah, it's not yeah. always supposed. It's not. Maybe I should say it the opposite. It's not always supposed to be easy. Yeah. Like there, I maybe I'm saying that a certain way right now because I recognized very recently, and I might have even said this in a podcast or two over the last few months, that I thought life was supposed to be easy. Like mm. I expected things to be easy, like for you to treat me a certain way. So I felt a certain way for our marriage to look a certain way, our home to feel a certain way, my kids to, I don't even know what, like there's just, yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Although I didn't really expect that one, but the amount of um, times I'm recognizing that I, I wanted things to be easy. Mm. Like, oh, don't do that. That makes my life harder. Okay. Spills with kids. Mm. Easy example. There were times I get like super angry at spills. This didn't happen often, but it was like evidently there. Like, oh, I don't want to clean that up. Come on, Athalia. You know, like that sort of thing because it makes my life, quote, harder when life isn't about me. And how can I enter moments that are difficult with just like doing everything for the honor of God? Serving my kids, picking up after them. Now, granted, with that was like a control thing, a desire to like Hmm. be able to control my circumstances, my time, what I want to do. And when that happens, you're taking time from this thing I feel like I should be able to eventually accomplish today. It was just very selfish and idolizing of me, my desires and expectations. But it was paired with this desire for things to be easy so that things go the way Hmm. I want them to. So that's more what I mean. Like life is not meant to be (laughs) easy. Like there the hard things are really when you look back, that's where we really grow because we learn dependency. We find how weak we are. We're humbled. And like in quote easier seasons, that growth is evident mm-hmm. and like we can grow out of that. But at least in, in my experience and in watching other people, the places where we can look back and be like, I grew the most then was when things were actually really hard. Mm. Um, God gives us a special strength during that time and an awareness of our flesh and his awesomeness and if we choose to accept that yeah um but then sometimes i actually think we make life harder if we sit in that place of like Mm -hmm. everything's always hard yeah actually but it things might be hard but we can still find those pockets of joy and when we focus on that then that's what we end up seeing and naturally bending towards even when things are hard as opposed yeah. to like the well, life's always hard and sometimes something good happens yeah so does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah i think the other thing with like you you i think you were basically saying this without these words um but the common phrase right now is your truth is your truth mm-hmm. and so like you find people being authentic without the 
uh, humility to be spoken into or mm-hmm. like, well, you can't tell somebody yeah. that they're wrong. Um, but like there's a difference between somebody's truth being their truth, which isn't real because truth is truth. Um, truth can't be subjective by definition, um, but we each have our own reality. And we've talked about that before, right? Like yeah. um, something that I'm experiencing or I'm feeling or I'm going through is my reality. Um, even if it's skewed, um, it's still my reality. It's where mm-hmm. I'm sitting mentally, emotionally, whatever. And so I need to be honest about my reality with the humility to say, but it might not be true. Like maybe there's something that needs to be spoken into, something that needs to be challenged, um, something that needs to be altered in my in my viewpoint or my understanding. Um, yeah, so that's, that's another part of the authenticity mm-hmm. to be cautious of. The other big thing with authenticity, though, is like you will never you will never feel um fully loved until you're authentic Mm. because um that love is always just in your mind staying on the surface because you are acting on the surface right like you're putting on a facade or you're behaving in a way that is not your true self so like you can be like yeah this person says they love me but if they only knew me Mm. Well, you have to be authentic for people to know you and then watch people love you and meet you where you're at. And then you'll be able to feel fully loved. Um, that's one of the things like whenever I, or at least most time when I do a wedding, um, I talk about the idea of intimacy and like one of the greatest joys is to be fully known by someone, mm-hmm. um, to be fully authentic and vulnerable with someone and to still be loved in that place. Um, so you'll never feel fully loved if you're not authentic with who you really are. Um, but so often we try to be someone else. Mm -hmm. So we feel like, well, this version of me is loved, but not me. Um, Well, and I I think that starts with the honesty inside of ourselves about ourselves. Right. But then it, it really starts there because I hear what you're saying, but I believe that there are moments I've been authentic and vulnerable and haven't received the love I was looking for. And then I'm devastated by that as opposed to like, if I let God meet me in that place and I'm fully vulnerable and honest in myself with him about who I am and let him love me and truly accept that love, then it won't matter who ends up accepting me or loving me or not, but I am more apt to receive someone else's love and acceptance and truly let it be real as opposed to me like fighting hard for, I don't know, fake love from for this facade. Um, but I really like, if we're just speaking biblically, like loving people as you love yourself, if you don't really love who you are, who God has made you to be, flaws and all, that doesn't mean we're sitting on our hands like, take me as I am. Um, I'm never changing, but truly like loving who God has made you to be because you're accepting his love, then we will love others well and allow them to love us in return. And again, that's just coming from a lot of personal experience that like, I've, I think I've pushed people away in the past by trying so hard to be a certain something, to be what I think people want, or even to get a kind of friend that I want, like best friend looks like this, but I've, I've missed a lot of opportunities and a lot of missed out on a lot of great friendships because I didn't let God love me first and I didn't love who I was. So I couldn't accept 
other people's love for me. Um, but I also think in the rawness of who I was, because I really did act out of like these, these empty places, not everyone loved me while there. And sometimes I think people loving us well is actually saying like, I can't be around you right now because of these boundaries. Um, but in vulnerability and authenticity, we have to be willing to hear that and grow from it. And I think God has done that in me. Like he's, he's taken those situations that were painful, um, and he, he's used to them for good and he's taught me and I, I hate that I've hurt people and I hate that I've sent certain messages about potentially about who God is, but he's bigger than that and he can stand in the gap for himself, which I'm super thankful for. Um, but the other thing that came to mind I wanted to say with authenticity is authenticity, at least I think by definition without me actually knowing the definition, is like the actual realness, rawness real truth of who we are and not used as a way to get attention or a certain amount of likes. I'm specifically thinking of social media. Like we can use that social media platforms almost as like a, a highlight reel, but you can also use it as like a backdrop for here's all the hard, totally awful things that are happening with the intent and hope of getting people to meet us in that place. But if those aren't real relationships where people can actually speak in and like meet us in those places, we might feel good for a hot second when someone's like, oh, wow, yeah, that sucks. But we're just like almost using that as a, a place to like word vomit um, and to get these short dopamine highs of like, oh, yeah, see, my life is awful or someone cares. Um, but like being authentic in real places with real relationships and real people is really when that authenticity is actually going to turn into a place where people can meet you and show you that they love you and they love you by speaking hard things or sitting with you on hard things. Um, and being vulnerable about the things we suck at, I think is really powerful. Like I just got a message from, um, a girl I knew in high school and she was actually saying like, I've just struggled to like be intentional in the word is one of the things that she said. And I'm wondering like, or this is the first time I feel like a draw to do that. And, like, we haven't talked in years. And just her, like, vulnerability to be able to say that was, like, encouraging for me to hear as someone else in the body of Christ. Like, God is doing that. Like, that's amazing. And then she was actually specifically saying that our podcast was a part of that, which is not, like, a way to go us. But truly, like, that is literally only God using this for his glory that then, like, encourages the body. So, like, us being vulnerable and authentic can encourage the body and point to God and who he is and what he's done and what he will do and then allow the body to speak that back into us like the truth is this like yes keep going I see that that's hard or like for me in the past I just wanted to cover up those weak spots like I think that's just natural in humanity like we want to be really good at something or the best at something we don't want to admit that we were wrong or apologize or say that we suck at these things or we wish our capacity was different or our hobbies were a certain thing like that guy we think that's super cool but who are we really and who has God made us to be and a part of that is like my capacity is like way smaller than I thought I need a ton of sleep I can't have more than two children at least right now even though I wanted like seven just recognizing like the spots in my life where I'm like I just I'm not I'm not what I wish I was but how can I allow God's desires for me and who he's made me to be to become my desires that I am? Who he's made me to be and that's who I wish I was is exactly where I am, including the weaknesses and the flaws because 
his word says that when we are weak, he is strong. Like that points to him and his strength. And then down the road, when we see that growth from those weak spots, we know it wasn't us. And other people know it's not us because they've experienced (laughs) those weak spots and they were terrible or not so terrible, but I see how you've grown. Like it's just encouraging to the body because if we don't open up those spots, people won't be able to see how we've grown and we probably won't because we're going to be stuck in those same places. Um, but then on the flip side of that, like speaking to the body who's listening to vulnerable, authentic things, we have to be willing, spirit-led to say hard things back. Um, and to meet people in hard places, that doesn't mean we're always like, well, thanks for being authentic. Let me just like tell you all the things you need to change. But if the spirit says like, hey, press into that, like, hey, here's my vulnerability. I'm struggling with pornography. Like that's authentic. Yeah, sit with the person in that place. Like, man, that sucks. But you can't stay there. Like, we got to speak truth and not just your truth, but the truth into that. Um, But there are ways to do that with love and kindness. And um, yeah, I just think, man, there's just so many layers to how authenticity is such a crucial role in the life of any human, but especially as a Christ follower, as all those things can point to him. Yeah, for sure. Should I respond? Yeah. Um, So as you were talking, I was thinking like, um, okay, so we're talking about uh, kind of authenticity, like in the moment, right? Um, But if it's it's the middle of the journey, then what's like the next part? Where do you go from authenticity? And we've kind of been talking around a little bit, but I think just for clarity's sake, like, um, and I think it takes a ton of bravery and courage to be authentic, right? To open up spaces and, and to be clear, um, authentic is being who you really are. Um, but that, um, but when we talk about authenticity, this isn't necessarily being vulnerable and sharing everything. So we're supposed True. to be authentic all of the time, right? Like it's we're good. supposed yes. to be who we are, how God's made us um, and wired us. We don't have to try to be someone else. We're supposed to be that person all the time. Um, but being authentic and being vulnerable and sharing things are two different things. So we're supposed to be it's authentic all the time, but we have to be aware of when we're sharing things because we're not meant to share everything with everyone. So when we talk about mm-hmm. authenticity, we're not saying everyone you meet, you need to just share everything going on in your life that's hard or difficult. Like there's just certain boundaries and situations where that's not helpful, healthy, whatever. Um, and Or maybe you even need a boundary because it's like, well, I'm supposed to be authentic and share this with this person, but I don't trust them. Well, no, that's not what we're talking mm. about. Um, you're supposed to be yourself, but it doesn't mean you have to share everything. So um, being aware of that balance as well. Um, but it does take courage to be authentic, yeah. to be yourself, because the world tells us to be something else, right? There's this fabrication of, of what it means to be, uh, whether it's uh, famous or rich or beautiful or successful or seen or whatever. Um, so to truly be yourself takes courage, but then from the place of authenticity takes humility, I think is kind of the next thing. And and you're going to hear me talk about, you have heard me talk about humility a lot. Um, and I just think that it just takes so much humility that when you are authentic and you are vulnerable, like when you share those things in authenticity, um, that are hard, like, that you have to be humble enough to allow people to um, either not respond and be like, okay, it's Mm -hmm. it's not about me. Like sometimes people don't know what to do with Mm -hmm. that information or that level of vulnerability or authenticity. Um, 
or if they speak into a part of your life, like you're talking about, like as a, as a loving um, brother or sister in Christ, like if, if I'm vulnerable and authentic with you about something going on in my life, um, when you speak into that, like having humility to, mm-hmm. to trust you doesn't mean everything you say is right. Cause you don't know every part of me, only God does, but I need to trust that what you're saying is trying to at least mm-hmm. help me um, again, when you're in a safe context Mm -hmm. right um but then taking that to god and be like okay god like what did this person say um that i need to hear um is there anything that's true is there anything that i need to just forget um and truly trying to to sift through those things um but that just takes a lot of humility um and it just takes the and and even humility just in the sense of focus off of ourselves as well, right? There's the humility to say like, um, okay, it's not about me. I don't need to operate defensively. But when we're operating authentically, again, our true selves, um, that we're able to just be free Mm -hmm. um, and we can know our place in the the world um, and we can know, again, how God's created us and accept who that is and love who that is. Um, and that allows us to be humble and think about the other. And so out of that place of authenticity, of true authenticity, we can live in more freedom um, and we can live with a better focus of, mm-hmm. of other people and paying attention to those around us. Um, those are just a couple of thoughts I had. But like for you, where do you go from? authenticity was the second half of the journey so to speak Mm -hmm. are you talking about personally in my story or just in general what i think uh i guess i was talking more in general like if you have some something to share specific Mm -hmm. personal but i was more meaning like learning i was (laughs) was more more meaning uh like from your vantage point from your perspective if someone's like, well, okay, I'm, I'm trying to be authentic. I, I, I understand the importance and the value of that, but then what comes next? If we're saying it's the middle of the road, what comes next? Um, well, humility, like you said, it's kind of like the very next step with that. And I actually think without humility, you can't be fully authentic. That's true. Cause then yeah. you're, if you're not being fully authentic in some ways, we're still putting on those facades. So there's a pride, whether high or low and trying to protect some part of us. Um, so humility for sure in a surrender in to the place we've been made for in this world, in God's kingdom. But I think that's again, like a humility, like I'm not going to be at least to my recollection, like super famous or like this beautiful something or this singer who can dot, dot, dot. Did you say at least to my recollection? Um, yes. That's not what I meant though. Yeah. Cause <laughs> recollections more like whatever. I know what it means. Okay. I didn't right, mean to right, say right, it right. at least to my foreknowledge. <laughs> foreknowledge. Yes. That makes more sense. <laughs> um, and that's okay. Yeah. But even growing up, like, I really desired to, like, be a famous singer because I loved singing. And, y'all, I'm not that great at it. Or, like, to be a famous pianist. And I was I was a good classic pianist, but I was not anywhere near being famous. But there's something about this allure of, like, being famous um, that, like, I think almost followed me. Like, because if you're famous, then you're well-known. That means that you've been influential and passionate about whatever, so that my legacy is being left. All of that really boiled down to this belief that I had 
to prove to myself and other people that my life was worth something. So it's that humility of accepting like my place in the kingdom, whatever it is, and believing that's worth whatever God wanted it to be. And it might just be the fact that I'm married you and pouring into my two kids. Like we've had this conversation before you and I, and I think we've brought it up before, but just the, the question, like if that's quote it, is that enough? And we have to choose to believe that it is. Uh, But that head heart connection, I think is a part of the journey, the not just knowing it, not just knowing truth, not just knowing that God loves me and he accepts me and I need to love myself and love others, but actually living it out. That's where the freedom is. And then people are drawn to you because you truly love who you are. And then in that freedom, I think is just this fullness of joy in God's presence where like, yeah, then things are hard. They can be hard, but I know that God's in control and that he loves me and that my life being hard is not a reflection of who I am. But honestly, like attack just comes. And when you're pursuing God with all that you are, life isn't going to get easier. In fact, sometimes I think it gets harder because we've set ourselves up to be attacked, but we are armed with Jesus and we can stand firm. And um, I've been praying for years, like against attack. And I'm realizing, well, like the way I was praying, that's kind of silly because we're not going to not be attacked, but God show me how to stand firm in who you are and in who you've made me to be. Because I think sometimes it can be like this place of maybe, I don't want to say over spiritualizing, cause I'm not sure that that's what I mean. Um, but calling certain things, spiritual attacks that are actually like just a consequence of actions I have made. Um, But there are other times that like this authenticity of being who I am in humility and the kingdom, though it, it can be difficult to accept who we are um, when we don't like certain things about us, puts us in our rightful place before God, knowing that he will arm us and protect us, but then he will bring his good work to completion, like inside of us and move us forward in our journey, whatever that looks like. But I think really the following journey paired with authenticity over and over again is just humility, like humbly accepting who we are before God, humbly accepting who we are before others, humbly accepting whatever comes our way, attack or not, um, that we can stand firm in who Jesus is and that he's enough. And then that kind of swallows up all the expectations that we have or that we think the world has or that we think we have to meet in others. And, um, just keep our eyes fixed on and feasting on Jesus alone. Um, So I think contentment is a part of that. You have to choose to be content with who God is, with who he's made you to be, Um, because discontentment can swallow up joy so fast, Um, and it can take you to crazy mental places when we're trying to compare who we think we should be or who we think we are and who you should be like compared to me and or like how are they blessed they don't even do x y and z and i'm trying so hard and um that's just not humble or or content so i think there's there's something to contentedness along that journey as well but again that has to come with humility so yeah. surrender just like this ultimate surrender of all that we are trusting trust like trusting that god is who he says he is And he will do whatever he believes is best. But that comes with the humility of truly believing like he's God. He's in control. And like 
his way is best. Even if I think it would be easier if I had this job, this financial, whatever, my children obeyed me all the time. Like, instead of just truly taking on every moment in a surrender of like, put me where you want me, show me what you want me to say, what you want me to know. And like, when to apologize because I am going to mess it up. Um, so yeah, trust, humility, contentment, peace, humility, 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 humility. Um, yeah, you said this too. I just want to re restate it because I think it's so um, good. But when we do operate in true authenticity and um, and contentment with who we are, um, that is so freeing for other people and it's attractive to other people like people are drawn to that when you don't try so hard to put on a face facade or to be someone else or be something that you're not um and i like being vulnerable i really struggle with this like i'm Mm. uh i love trying to be who i think other people want me to be um Mm. because that seems like um that's what they want and so i want to um receive an affirmation or receive something but when i'm able to actually let go of those things um the fear of not being affirmed for who i am or not ultimately not being loved for who i am Mm -hmm. um that allows me to just be who i truly am um and and when you're just when you're not trying so hard it just is so refreshing because so many people are trying so hard um to be something or to be seen or whatever fighting for themselves um so just letting go of some of those things so i i wanted to say that to make sure like you know like this is not something where i'm like this is super easy just go do this like i really struggle with this um i would say one of the practical sort of next steps um from being authentic is when you are being your authentic true self like um taking mental or even literal notes about um how you operate or what your interests are um Mm -hmm. because then you might be like wait i actually don't like doing that why do i do that all the time like when i'm my true self i actually don't Mm -hmm. enjoy that why am i giving so much energy to that that's not me um you know uh one thing for me, again, I don't do this super well, but I'm able to even say no to certain like things that we might be asked or invited to do um, mm. because I'm like, no, that actually doesn't sound appealing to me. Um, and sometimes we're supposed to do things or because God's asking us to do them. Um, but a lot of times, like even if it's just to like, um, go somewhere with somebody or to do something like we don't have to say yes, just to appease them. We'd be like, no, that's not my thing. Like, um, you know, for me, one of our values is to be home with our kids regularly. So, um, while we do sometimes do things with families, like there's a lot of nights when we're not doing ministry, that's just the four of us at home. Um, and that's an intentional thing. And so we can say no to some other things that we want we're, fighting hard to be hospitable and generous. Mm -hmm. And so we are, um, we do desire to have very intentional relationships, but like we are learning what those things are Mm -hmm. and we are saying no, even to some good things, um, in order to say yes to what we're supposed to be saying yes to in keeping with who we're called to be and what we're called to do. Um, Mm -hmm. so that we can still have nights for date night that we're pouring into each other intentionally or, um, honestly, making sure we carve out the time and space to do this podcast. Cause we feel like this is something God asks us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and all those different things. So just pay attention and take note of who you are, how you act, even some of the interests you have when you feel the most free, because that's probably your authentic mm-hmm. true self um, and letting go of the things that just don't matter. Now, obviously, if you're like, well, I don't really love my job, but like you don't have another job and that's your only financial stability, like you might have to buy some time to figure out like what maybe God would mm-hmm. open up a door for you to do something else. Um, but if it's just like this random hobby that you don't really like mm-hmm. doing or it's just like um perfunctory thing that you just do all the time i don't know what that would be maybe it's hanging out with coworkers on friday nights after mm-hmm. work like you go out with coworkers all the time you're like i actually get no life from that i don't enjoy that that's not who i am like if that's just a perfunctory thing then you don't have to do that like just being your free self um and doing that again this does not give us permission to do things that are unhealthy unhelpful hurtful to others uh, that are Mm -hmm. unkind right like our authentic self can't be like well i'm a jerk all the time that's my authentic self Mm -hmm. like no we have to submit to god and and what the holy spirit is um trying to cultivate in our in our character Um, or even not doing things that are hard like well i don't feel like serving in this area so i'm not going to correct it's truly listening to the spirit and like Let's say he's asked you to be with your coworkers, then do that Correct. even if you don't feel Correct. like it. Yeah. But if it is just like a you haven't had peace about that decision, like it wasn't a spirit led or a God led thing, then it's not necessary. I just wanted to clarify. Correct. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If if there's something that we're being asked to do or like that's like Hayes mentioned serving, right? Like it's biblical that we're called to serve. So mm-hmm. we're not able to be like, well, I don't really like serving. Like, well, that's something that we're all called to do as Christ followers. So um, there are certain things that are like, this isn't my natural default. And this doesn't mean that we only do things that we like doing. I don't like keeping a budget, but we have to keep a budget. Otherwise yeah. we're going to lose all of our money. Um, there's certain things about every job that you're not going to like. Mm-hmm. Like they're just always things that are just things that we have to do as a part of our jobs. Um, and so that's just, yeah, that's not a reality. I'm talking about kind of the extra things that mm-hmm. we just sometimes do to appease other people um, or trying to be something that we're mm-hmm. not, that we can just let go of and you'll feel so much lighter and, and more free. Yeah. I also think gratitude is another tangible mm-hmm. next step. Yep. Um, I am not going to remember this scripture word for word, but or even where it's from, but it says that the will of God in us for Christ Jesus is to rejoice always, to pray continually, and to do that with thanksgiving. That there, and God talks about thanksgiving and gratitude often. Practicing being grateful is huge in this contentment piece and a humility piece um, because you're choosing, even if you don't feel grateful, to act in gratitude, like to to say it out loud, to focus on that when all of the comparison pieces pop up or the um, expectation pieces like, my husband did this again. Are you kidding me? Like, no, God, thank you. Thank you for my husband who does this and this and this. Thank you for his personality. Even if he didn't load the dishwasher the way you wanted him to, like, thinks that he did it. You know, like, I think it's just a, it's a reordering of our our place and and our perspective and perception on things when we practice being grateful. Um, shucks, while you were talking, another one had popped into my head. What was the word that you said with the first step? You're like, the first tangible step. The first tangible, I was like, 
take note. Yeah, like, take note. Yeah. Um, I was just reading a chapter in The Rest of God by Mark Buchanan. I think it might actually be the last chapter or the second to last one. It talks about this balance of remembering and forgetting. Um, because God actually says, like, remember not the former things. But then he talks about remembering, like, when he split the Red Sea, he talked about that to the Israelites because they needed to remember who God was and where they came from. And then Jesus says here, take, eat, and drink. Do this in remembrance of me. But if we get stuck in just remembering, um, and specifically let's think about like traumatic things or things that we just can't quite figure out, like those things can beat us up if you stay there. But there is this art to like remembering where we come from, what God has done in our lives, our this authentic part of even the authentic part of like who I was, right? Um, and accepting that while being so that we can be fully present where we are, seeing what God is doing in order to look forward to the future, like who God will always be, our eternity with him, that um, there's a balance in remembering and forgetting and allowing God to like lead us in what that is. But a part of the like physical act of practicing that, one of Mark's ideas was at the end of each day, just sit down and think through, where did I feel drained today? When did I just feel like super dark or what was awful about today? And then think about like what was happening during that time. And then on the flip side, like when did I feel full? When, what, what was the best part of my day? What, when was I the most full of joy and what was happening? And I guarantee if you did that, Moments where you are being fully authentic, content, grateful, humble are the moments that are going to be surrounding those like times you were most at peace, most filled with joy. And the times when we're trying to like put on a facade or whatever are going to be the times we are more anxious and like fearful or um, protective and like trying to like skirt around things that end up putting us in those darker places that as you were talking about, like making no, I think that can be powerful too, to help us like recognize, man, even though it's hard to make these decisions when I feel a certain way, when I do that, when I really experience that full surrender and freedom is when I feel free. Like I, I want to continue to like practice those things. So anyway, I just thought that was really cool. I haven't done that yet. I just read that mm. a few days ago and I, yeah. um, I just thought it was a really tangible, powerful tool. That's pretty simple that you can do in the car or like while you're laying in bed mm -hmm. um, to really practice the art of remembering what yeah. happened that day in order to move forward yeah. well. Yeah. And along with that, uh, you know, when I mentioned taking note earlier, I was like taking note of, of who you are so you can um, say no to certain things or whatnot. But part of taking note of our authentic selves is also paying attention to our shortcomings. Yeah. Um, at like I'll give a very, real tangible example from recently um for for me um we had a terrible two and a half hour bout with our three-year-old nathalia um like 10 days ago or something we were on vacation at my parents house and um man it was grueling and brutal and um she just was fighting really really hard anyways um after so long like i did not like the dad I was because mm -hmm. I was so annoyed and so frustrated. Um, but like, I don't like saying it, but that's my authentic self. Like when rubbers, mm -hmm. when rubber meets the road, um, 
man, that's, that's when we're our, mm-hmm. our deepest selves and how much self-control do I have? How much patience do I have? Um, how much grace do I have? Mm-hmm. So paying attention, um, when we are authentic selves, paying attention to those shortcomings and man, when I'm just kind of myself, do I kind of like to emotionally eat or do I kind of like to obsess mm-hmm. over, um, something unhealthy? Do I kind of like to overwork? Do I kind of like, like what, what is your natural default? Um, because we are human, we're flawed. Mm -hmm. Just when we're authentic doesn't mean we're perfect. Um, our authentic selves have, have, uh, shortcomings have flaws to them. So paying attention to those things. Um, you know, I remember, uh, a preacher one time he was talking about how like, um, Man, you got to be careful or how people say like, um, you know, when you're in an argument, sometimes you say things you don't really mean. And he goes, I don't think that's true at all. I think when we're in an argument, we say exactly what we mean because <laughs> it's like your poke in the depth. Like I'm, I'm fully honest because now I'm just mad. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, um, and granted, maybe you do it in a, in a wrong way or you exaggerate. Like I get that there's in the heat of an argument there, the way thing we do things mm-hmm. is not how we would or how we actually truly feel. But, but honestly, most mm-hmm. of the time it is, we're finally at a place where we're being honest with what we actually think and how we actually feel mm-hmm. about someone or a situation. Um, so paying attention to those things of like, okay, God, like I did not like the way that I, my frustration came out towards Athalia 10 mm-hmm. days ago. Like, how can I continue to cultivate my character so that I can be more patient, more gracious, gracious, still firm, um, discipline, absolutely necessary, timeouts, privileges taken away. None of that changes, but it's the demeanor in which yeah. I address it. Am I addressing it in discipline for love of my daughter or am I, am I just mad and trying to win a fight now with a right. three-year-old who doesn't understand logic? Not going to go well, right? Like, yeah. um, so just paying attention to all those things. That's really good. That's a good reminder. Because who we are when we're alone and when things are hard Mm. is who you really are. You might still have all those really good parts about you too, you know. But I think you're right. When rubber meets the road, like we've talked about this even in our marriage before. But like when things are hard and we travel and things don't go as planned, how do we react and respond? When your life doesn't go as planned. Mm. When your day, when that moment doesn't go as planned. You know, you spilled the cereal again, kid. Are you kidding me? Like, that was me this morning. Ooh, I totally forgot about that. Oh, you did? Cilia when you said spills, five. that's instantly where Oh, I man, nope. Forgot about that one. Had a holy amnesia moment, and here we are. Authentically, when I am awoken in the middle of the night, it's 50-50 shot whether or not I'm going to allow God to give me the patience I need, and I'm going to use it, or if I'm just going to be pissed off. I'm sorry if that word made anyone uncomfortable. If I'm just going to be, like, super angry. And this morning, I was really angry because Athelia keeps waking me up. And I come down and I do what she asks. And then she throws a fit about something. Not always, but sometimes. And in her fit, she spilled her cereal all over the place. And I yelled her name. And then I had to apologize because I was tired. And I responded out of that weakness of like, are you kidding me? But authentically, like, I struggle with that. I struggle with patience. I struggle with, or I have in the past, like, I've struggled with rage. Um, And I've seen the incredible amount of growth God has done, but no one would be able to see that if I wasn't authentically honest about where I've been and where we've come from. Um, And I wouldn't be able to celebrate that or be able to like attribute these beautiful things to who God is instead of taking them on as like, well, I should have been able to do that by myself, Mm. but we can't. And God knows that we can't. 
Um, so yeah, who are you when you're alone and when things don't go according to plan? Um, that's huge in recognizing areas and then invite someone into that. Like, Hey, when I'm alone, I struggle with this thing and don't justify it. Like I'm good at that. Like, Oh, I eat bowls of popcorn, but it's because it's not that many calories. No, like I was just like addicted to eating food and binging on food and TV, but I wasn't even real enough with myself to be able to admit that because it was embarrassing or difficult or hard to think about how to get out of that instead of this like vulnerable place of like, this is where I am and inviting people into that. And some people aren't going to be able to see what's really going on, but some people are, and they'd be able to meet you in that place and, and walk well and sit well with you. And, and when people don't, I'm sorry. That's also a part of practicing forgiveness and grace Mm -hmm. and remembering that like no one is going to fill us, but God and no one is who we need, but him. And he uses other people, but he alone is the one that provides our identity. Mm -hmm. We're made in his image. um, And he's the one that, that authentically made us this authentic self um, surrendered to his will and his truth, not what we think. And, if you have been, I mean, we've all been hurt by people, but like try as hard as you can to not let that stop you from being authentic and vulnerable with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like we have to try to keep mustering up the courage to do that. And hopefully you find that person who is that safe confidant that you can be that with um, and be honest and vulnerable about your authentic self. But yeah. Yeah. So encouragement nice. to be authentic. Yeah. And vulnerable with mm-hmm. the right people in the right places. Right context, yeah. Um, yeah, I would just encourage everyone to spend some time thinking about who God is, who he's made you to be, and asking him to reveal that to you and mm-hmm. um, asking him to humble you and, and make you like himself and join in his will, not inviting him into what, what you want your story to be. Because um, then he will do that. And it's going to be hard. Because, you know, when you pray for humility, there's no end to the number of circumstances where you can learn humility, but it's worth it. Yeah. There's no freer place than when we're fully surrendered to him. So. Yeah. And he's going to keep pressing into our character, right? Like that's the, our relationship with him and our character are the most important things to him. Yeah. So. Awesome. Alrighty. Well, go be your authentic selves. Um, go live it up and have a great week. (laughs) Thanks for, uh, tuning in and we're excited to talk to you guys again next week. Yeah, truly. We're really grateful for everyone who listens and grateful for how God uses this even in ways we don't know. Yeah. Um, if you guys ever, I don't know who all you, you guys is, but (laughs) all y'all, all all y'all. If you guys ever have something in particular you would like for Shay and I to discuss, like, please send us ideas. We would yeah. love to be, be cool. kind of a part of your lives in a way that um, enters into where you are, even if we don't know who you are. Um, we would really love to be able to do that. So yeah. is there a way to even contact us through the podcast streaming I mean, site or whatever not, uh i don't think you really can't do the site but we okay. have the email the spiritual site note at gmail and our instagram that you can send a message on is there a dash in the email uh no okay just spiritual so no, side note no at gmail.com. side note 
spiritual side note at gmail.com. Hey, <laughs> I forgot we had that. So email it there if you have any any ideas ever. Um, nothing's a stupid idea for us to discuss. We might say no to something, but if you're like, I would really like this discussed. Yeah. Throw it out there. Cool. Cool. Thanks, everybody. See ya.